Welcome to the CSRG Podcast. I'm Keanu. And my name is Chris. In today's episode, we're going to talk about match etiquette. Um, hopefully this episode doesn't come off as us complaining, but we just want to talk through, uh, talk through some of the things that we see at matches and things to keep in mind. You know, this is a good refresher for myself as well, because um, I'll see myself kind of falling into bad habits for local matches especially. Um, so we're just going to go through a couple of topics um, like walkthroughs. So we'll start, start with walkthroughs, actually. Um, yeah, so I think people don't like to line up. People should line up. They should. Um, because, you know, if everyone's walking a stage, no one's going to get a good, you know, walkthrough because you're going to be colliding into each other uh, during an actual walkthrough. Well, I, I think it's less that. It's just when you're starting the stage and you're at the start position, when you have an amorphous blob of people coming in and people cutting in front of other people, it just kind of slows the pace of the walkthrough down and makes it more inconvenient for everyone except the people being rude. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you see this a lot um, where especially the more rude shooters on walkthroughs will kind of uh, nudge themselves in. Like you said, they kind of cut through. Um, and then the first shooter actually doesn't get a good sense of the walkthrough because there's people who maybe they're more meticulous about their walkthroughs or they just, you know, aren't good enough to maintain the mental focus for their walkthrough. Then they're usually walking in front of the first shooter and the first shooter doesn't really get a good opportunity to uh, you know, get their stage plan kind of set within the five minutes of allocated time. Yeah, for sure. I think this is definitely more applicable to uh, level two matches and level threes, uh-huh. where you have um, it's it's less of a it's it's there's more in the line. Absolutely. So it's it's less of a concern. The match is a lot less lax than a level one would be. So you know, if someone cuts in front of me at a level one, I'm not really gonna make a big fuss no. of it. Uh-huh. Or if there's no line or whatever at a level one, I'm not gonna make a big fuss of it. But if if at a level two, it kind of lacks an organization. Um, of a walkthrough, it's going to frustrate me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, you spent a lot of money to be there. Usually you're traveling. Um, and if somebody's kind of messing with that and kind of losing that etiquette, um, it's, you know, not the best experience for anybody there. So. Yeah, especially at, uh, I guess this would apply to an Ipswich match or the uh, or South Carolina uh, this year where you only have a three-minute walkthrough too. Yeah. So that's two minutes less where you have to kind of go over stage planning. Um, figure stuff out so it's definitely organization would definitely be um, valued more highly in that case yeah and you know speaking of you know some etiquette for walkthroughs as well um, one thing that I see quite often I've done this before too before I've been chewed out by a uh, local MD before about it Um, if you're not if your squad isn't the one shooting the stage it doesn't matter if no one else is walking through that stage stay out of the shooting area it's it's almost you know it's tempting to see if everyone's resetting or if no one's really doing their walkthrough to kind of get an early walkthrough for yourself but you know that's incredibly rude uh for for i guess just in general for match etiquette yeah for sure if you want to help pace go ahead and help pace if you want to help ro and kind of help the squad get through i think that's more than welcome that's definitely something that's going to help the pace of the match it's going to help you um your squad get to the bay sooner and get the squad in front of you out yeah especially if they're if they're backed up and you're not um, yeah and that happens a lot too because you know Mm -hmm. there are a lot of a lot of older people um, and newer people shoot level ones and whatnot. You don't see as much as level twos. Um, I think I've only seen it happen once at a level two, but at level ones, you definitely see it. It's not uncommon at all. And it's definitely something that a lot of people don't like. But if you do want to volunteer your time, I don't think it's something where you roll up to a stage and you're backed up and you go, oh, I guess we have to help them. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no that's not the case because the squad, the, the pace of their squad shooting and resetting is on them. That's not on you. Yeah, but you know, it, it's kind of, if you have the energy, it's you know it's helpful because it also sucks to be standing around for 40 minutes you know between stages because you know you're already waiting you know depending on where your position is on the squad list you know you're already waiting 
you know, close to 30 minutes, 30, 40 minutes before you can actually shoot yep. between stages. And then if there's a backup, you know, it's an added 30 minutes, for example, on your, I guess, downtime between shooting. So you kind of lose some of that warm up that you got. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you do want to help reset, I think that's generally pretty well accepted. It's nice. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a nice thing to do. Um, but, you know, talking about shooting area as well, something that you see a lot is, you know, people who aren't on deck or the next shooter while the current shooter is oh, getting holy scored. Oh, crap, yeah. Um, you should not be in the shooting area unless you're the next shooter. Yep. If you're if you're in the hole or further in, I don't think you should... You have no business being in the shooting area unless it's to be in the shooting area to reset a stage. Yeah, because, um, you know... Don't it, do a walkthrough in the middle of it. No, because you're going to be sitting in somebody's, you know, shooting position yeah. uh, for the next shooter, and all of a sudden he's bumping into somebody who's not even going to be the next shooter. Um, again, something that is, I guess, on the, you know, it's pretty rude to do so, um, and it's not considered good match etiquette. Um, just something to keep in mind, though, because, you know, you might you might think that the shooter, the next shooter is not walking the stage, and you know, he might be doing some some mental imaging or whatever. But that doesn't matter. It's it, his time, right? Exactly. So, yeah, the the only person that matters after the shooter's done shooting is the next, is the person on deck. Yeah. After that, no one else matters unless you, like, outside of resetting the stage and getting the stage ready for the on-deck shooter. Yeah. Um, so e even if the, like Chris said, even if the shooter isn't walking the stage and just kind of like mentally gathering himself, just stay out of the shooting area. It's it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And, you know, if if you haven't gotten your stage plan at that point as well, you know, something it's probably not yeah. the, the best sign for your shooting either. Um, and then, you know, we, we talk about, you know, being courteous to the person shooting. Um, you know, we, we see videos on Instagram. A lot of people show their uh, make ready and, you know, people will laugh like, oh, it's, you know, a, a minute and a half make ready. Yep. Um, and, you know, it's, it's sometimes fun to tackle your friends and whatnot. Um, but in general, while they're, you know, while the shooter is going through their make ready, you know, you shouldn't be talking or yelling or heckling them um, while they're doing so. Um, and then, you know, it also goes to say, you know, while they're actually shooting, probably not something you should be doing is yelling at your friend while they're shooting or, you know making these noises like, oh, he forgot a target and yelling it out really loud. Um, not only is it distracting, but, you know, I, is, I don't know if there's a rule against coaching, um, but I know, like, for example, an RO is allowed there, to there coach. Is a, there is a rule against coaching, and ROs can't coach um, unless they're given, I think it only applies to junior shooters, maybe? I, I think it's level one. Um, but There's I, a level one exception. I, I, I know that for sure. And I think it's coaching. yeah, it might be but juniors you, or you have to get shooters. RO permission uh -huh. um, to to coach during the course of fire. And people forget the course of fire begins upon make ready. Yeah, and you know it's it, you know all the, all the heckling. You know we we heckle each other all the time in the range, um, but usually it's after the the before, last shot, like right before or after. It's it's never during the make ready, right? Yeah, and then you know, that's their time. And like also, it may not even be malicious or anything, but for example, if somebody doesn't shoot steel, or if somebody shoots steel and the steel doesn't fall, sometimes you'll hear shooters in a very loud voice, or spectators in a loud voice go, oh no, the steel didn't fall or something, you know? And that's something that, you know, you just That's gotta, on the shooter too. It, it is, yeah. It, it shouldn't be up to the peanut gallery to decide how you're gonna shoot a course of fire or yeah. what mistakes you make. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, for, for example, you know, if somebody is not step, fully stepped into the shooting area or something, some people will just, you know, it'll be a very innocent, reaction to be like oh no he's not shooting the you know stepping into the shooting area but you know it takes discipline to not do that um and keep it to yourself until the very end of the the course of fire um because again this this comes into the coaching this comes into play when it comes to coaching um and not you know even this it could be a distraction to the shooter as well like 
Um, it, it could possibly mess with their game as well just because somebody is talking to them or yelling at them about something that they may not even be able to hear very well. So, Yeah, I think this, this applies to ROs too. Um, when the shooter is done and you forget to target, I don't think it's the right thing to do go, if you are finished. Yeah. <laughs> just say if you are finished and yep. let me show clear. Um, yeah, because that that also that not only that falls into coaching, but that that also falls into if you say it like that, they're gonna run back and shoot it again, and that's just gonna back everyone up, and that's gonna mess the shooter up in the head too. Yeah, and it's it, easier to walk away from a target you forgot about than to spend twenty seconds unloading and then running back to a target. Yeah, and you know, especially if this is you know, there's backwards movement, it could also be somewhat dangerous. Yeah, um, you absolutely. Know, the the score the scorekeeper might be going through with somebody and scoring targets that are further back, or you finish close to the one eighty. Yeah, um, and which so, isn't uncommon. And generally speaking, let's say you know if it is a course of fire where you have to run back somewhere, um, you know, and if it's a two mic FTSA, you probably it's probably worth to just not go back and shoot it in the first place. After all that time, I wouldn't imagine so, yeah. right? Because I mean, you're you're gonna spend five to ten seconds for what to realize you've done something yeah. wrong to figure out what like target you thirty didn't shoot. or to prevent losing thirty points, yeah, or thirty five points, yeah. Yeah. yeah, not not worth it. Um, but yeah, and then I guess you know for for etiquette, especially at matches, you know, pacing and resetting is a is a big topic. Holy crap! Yeah, um, at, from level one to level three. Yeah, and yeah, anywhere in between. Um, I feel like this is always a point of contention because you know some people always feel like they're the only ones resetting stages. And yeah, it's and it sucks because it, it absolutely should not be like that. Yeah, it shouldn't. And you know because this you know it's a volunteer sport. Everyone is there, and you know it's sh it shouldn't be where one particular person or a group of people are pulling most of the weight for resetting the entire day. Um, and so you know when we talk about pacing and resetting. Um, it makes sense if you're, you know, on deck or in the hole. Um, you generally are not pasting, um, and after you're done shooting, you're generally reloading your mags for the next two shooters. I'd say two is probably the good amount. I think it depends what you shoot, but yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I think in production, I can stuff, I can stuff five magazines faster than I can stuff uh, two 2011 mags. Yeah, especially if you're. I feel like. Especially if you're not running pin mags. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but. but yeah, I, I, you know, for the resetting, I feel like some people will take longer than two shooters and just kind of dilly-dally. Well, it's bad when they, because they stand around, and, you know, I'm, you and I are both guilty of this, mm -hmm. and we'll finish shooting, and then the person who's shooting before us or something, um, and then the person who's shooting before them will all kind of, like, gather around. We'll just BS for, you know, uh, a few minutes while we're stuffing the mags, but, like, little do we know... Or I guess we are aware. We just don't care. Yeah. Um, um, you know, the squad's going three or four people without pasters. Yeah. Which sucks. It, it does suck. And, you know, it, like you said, we're both guilty of it. Um, and it, it happens, right? Especially local matches. You know, you're talking about gear and what kind of gear people have changed up or how they're running stage stage plans. Um, you know, but it it does happen. And so don't feel bad at a match if you're calling people out that if they're not resetting. No, no. You like um, it, like at my match or any local match, I'll scream for pasters yeah. because people are just bumming around doing nothing. And, and especially, you know, I, especially if they're a repeat offender, for example, it's the same group of guys who aren't pacing because they're just kind of BSing. We have a few um, of those in our area. Yeah. And you know, again, it's, it could be an innocent mistake. It could be, you know, just once in a while thing that happens. Yeah. If they but, just forget this one thing, right. If yeah. they're actively going out of their way, like, if they're just going to stand around and talk to someone or just be on their phone instead of actively helping the squad, then, like, really, why are you there? Yeah. 
and you know call those people out um, because again it's not fair if it's the same group of people who are pacing all day because it is physically taxing especially during the summertime it's yeah it's it's a lot of effort just to get up and um just walk around because you're if you think about it in terms of steps you're if for every person that's not pasting you're you're basically going to exponentially increase the amount you're walking yeah. on one stage just to pace targets. Yeah, and you so, know, you're not sitting in the shade, for example. You're out in the sun. Yeah, especially um, some ranges where we don't have the little um, canopies. Yeah, or like or carports. We, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes it harder. And I, and I will happily say it's a jerk thing to do, but if someone's not pasting and you want to call them out on social media, <laughs> go ahead and do it and make them feel bad about themselves. I don't say cyberbully, but definitely try and get a point across. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people have been DQ'd for not pasting. Yeah, um, which I'm a big proponent of. If you don't paste, if you're a repeat offender of not pasting for, like, an entire squad. Yeah. Cause I'm more than, I would be more than willing to kick you out of the match. So I don't think it's an actual rule for not pasting. It's be considered unsportsmanlike conduct. Right? I think it's unsportsmanlike. Yeah. Uh-huh. I but, think that's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, and so, you know, if, if, if you get DQ'd for it because you're not pasting, you know... You done messed just up because there, on. Yeah, just because there's not a rule saying that you can get DQ'd for pasting, um, it, it will be considered unsportsmanlike conduct because... Yeah, and I think it absolutely is because it's, it's extremely inconsiderate to other shooters. Um, it, it, it's, an, it's an extremely selfish thing to do mm-hmm. um, with no regard for the ROs, no regard for the shooters, and this doesn't matter at a level one, two, or three match. Yeah. Um, if you're not on deck, if you're not stuffing magazines... And if, um, if you're not in the hole, you should be pasting. Yeah, and, you know, like we said, there are some times where you might, you know... If you just need to take a break, though, it's one thing, right? Yeah, but if, if you're not... If you're consistently not pasting and somebody can yeah. say, hey, this guy's not pasting. Exactly, you know? yeah. And, um, you know, we have bigger level ones here, and you and I shoot a lot of level twos. We get it. Mm-hmm. So, if you like, if you need to take a break for a couple of shooters just to chill out after you stuff your magazines and kind of cool down, get your head back together, that's fine. And, and it's noticeable. Like, people say, okay, you know, he's taking a break. But yeah. it's also noticeable if you're never pasting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, for real. Um, and then, you know, especially with, you know, resetting steel, I feel like, you know, steel is one of the Steel takes well, a long time. It yeah. does. And they usually play steel further away than the paper targets. Um, yep. Try to rotate in who goes and does steel and who does paper. Or rotate who does the far, far, uh, farther targets yeah. and the close targets and paints the steel and everything because... You know, just running back and painting steel. If you're at a level two, I've never been to one where you don't paste every mm-hmm. or paint. Yeah, paint. The or steel. I'm sorry, paint. Yeah, where you don't paint every shooter. That's definitely more effort going in and out too. So try and alternate. Don't if it's, if one person is doing it for the entire squad, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, and you know you might be lucky that day, but there will probably be another day where you're yeah. the one who's resetting. Oh, and if steel. the shooter, I see this a lot at level ones, if the shooter is resetting steel and pacing targets, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, or if the RO or the scorekeeper is pacing targets, then. Well, so I don't think, I think at a level two or level three, unless the match specifies that, that the ROs are going to be resetting the stage, I think it's fair to, to be pissed that ROs are having to reset if they do end up doing that yeah which um, is seldom i haven't seen that happen very often they'll just yell at you a lot yeah but like but at level ones i think it's more than fair to, to have the scorekeeper and the and the ro paced because um, they're already down there and you don't have as um you don't have the staff or anything so the scorekeeper and the ro not pacing is two people down for you know kind of but i feel like a lot of a lot of the delay is also partially sc- like taking score 
Yeah, right? well, and, I mean, so, I mean, you go through the score, right? And then once you're done, yeah, re- help reset. But I don't know. So maybe it's because I keep score a lot, and I'm usually resetting steel after I after I score a stage because people are kind of standing around. Um, when there's definitely enough people to, oh, you know, yeah, to to reset the stage, um, you know, because you know most of our squads we've got what ten people, ten people, ten to fifteen, yeah, depending you know, on the it, match. It's not a small squad, right? No. And so if if you have your ROs who are done scoring, having to go back and paste or pick up steel on the other side of the bay, generally I'd say something is not right on the resetting on the resetting front. Yeah, I agree. I agree, um, but I, I'm just saying, like, I don't think it's necessarily asking too much at no, level no. one for an RO or a scorekeeper to, um, to paste unless they're constantly doing unless it. they're constantly yeah. unless they're constantly doing it, then you have an issue. Yeah, right? even with an eight person squad, actually, with an eight person squad, I see it happen a lot. Yeah, uh-huh. like the Fredericksburg match on Saturdays mm-hmm. when we shoot on Saturdays is only eight people. Yeah. Um, no, well, I mean, like, that's understandable, that right? That happens, Cause, though, because, you know, you have an extreme shortage because you got one guy on deck, you got one guy in the hole. The guy in the hole is probably going to be pasting anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you have two ROs, so you basically have four people yeah. to, to paste which, an entire 32-round field course or however many rounds it is. Yeah. Which is... But again, that makes sense. Um, eight people versus, you know, 15-people squads. Yeah, um, if you have 15-man 15, 15 squads, there's no reason why the RO and scorekeeper should be pasting. Yeah. But I just wanted to say, like, I don't really mm-hmm. think it's... It's outlandish to to uh, expect an RO or scorekeeper to pace at a level one every now and then. Yeah, and I, I could agree with that. Um, but again, moving on from scorekeepers and ROs, if you're capable, try to rotate the responsibility. Even if you're not capable, <laughs> like have someone. You're gonna have someone experienced in your squad. I've never seen a squad full of just new people. No, you're gonna have someone on the squad or at least two people. Mm-hmm who know how to run the timer, who know the rules, who know the commands and everything, have them walk you through it. And if you don't want an RO, I get it, because I've had guns pointed at me before. I don't like guns being pointed yeah. at me. <laughs> um, and it's... And, like, the liability is on you to DQ someone for a safety violation. Yeah. And I hate DQing people. If you don't want to do that, offer to run the tablet, and it helps out a lot, too. Yeah. Um, um, and a lot of people say, oh, no, I don't know how to do it, this and this and this and this. It's super easy. It's you know, if you know how to use a cell phone, you know how to score. Yeah. Um, and you know, it might take you a couple of shooters to get used to. Okay, the time goes in here. Press the check mark. Go through the scoring. And you know how to do some of that stuff. But yeah. Somebody will walk you through it. Um, Look, if I, like if boomers can use <laughs> uh, a score tablet and social media, then you can too. And if you cannot, then that's its own issue. Um, and I'm kind of wondering how you're listening to this podcast in the first place. Well, I can't really use social media, but I can score <laughs> at least. Yeah. And, you know, this goes back to the whole thing. You know, if, if somebody is constantly pasting far targets, for example, and no one else is, you know, it's taxing on you. And it's taxing if you're constantly running the timer for every stage, for every shooter, um, especially long field courses, because you've got to chase them around. Um, and especially for a level one, um, where you don't have dedicated ROs for the stage, it's almost not equi- You know, it's not equitable in terms of competition for the person constantly running it. Yeah, because yeah. you know, it's you're going to be more tired than other shooters. You're going to be thinking about ROing and oh wait, when am I shooting? Did I stuff my mags when I'm supposed to? Because no one's yeah. ROing. I definitely think it's less physical fatigue for me, but since I do end up taking the timer a lot, it's um, it's more mental for sure. Yeah, and um, just just because you have to constantly watch for the safety, you have to know where the shooter is mm-hmm. going, and you have to worry about the shooter not bumping into you. All this stuff, yeah, um, it's it's just mentally um, a, a lot more taxing than 
even just pasting or whatever. For me, it's definitely physical. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, have you seen yourself? I have. I have. Diet time. Um, <laughs> and again, you know, rotate the scoring, rotate the ROing because, yeah. you know, it's, you know, ROing, I feel like most people, most experienced shooters, um, even if you're not, you know, an M or a GM, you know the rules. You know what's going to get you DQ'd um, during a course of fire. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> find some some people on the yeah. more experienced end. Um, yeah, and you know, like like you said, you know, just know the range commands. You know, know know the basic rules for course of fire, and you yeah. can help. And out. it's not a lot too. It's not like an over comprehensive mm-hmm. list. If you need someone to help, come up. Like, um, if you don't know an answer to a rule, um, or if you don't know how to. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say penalize, but like you don't know how to go about a certain procedure if something happens during mm-hmm. the course of fire, whether it be DQ or range equipment malfunction or something like that. Just call someone. Someone's gonna know what to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I, I think it's something nice to do too. Just take the timer. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know it's something. You know, there's also other people watching as well, right? Yeah. And especially at a level one, and everyone kind of helps each other out. Yeah. Um, I've just kind of given up on expecting people to take the timer. I just call people over now or I take the tablet and I just give it to people and I yeah. expect them to know what to do. <laughs> Especially if if you're shooting the same match every month, if you're shooting the same match every week like my match, mm-hmm. you have no excuse yeah, not to know the range none. commands. <laughs> you have absolutely no excuse. Especially we have that stupid little card that hangs out in the range for everyone to look at before we start the match. And it has all the range commands there and yeah. a description of what exactly they are. And uh, if you're using wrong range commands like I have before, you will get belittled at Kiana's match for not using the right range commands. So you learn them pretty quickly. Um, yeah, you should learn the right range commands. And yeah. I, I think it's magic to get to belittle you for not using the right range commands. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> as yeah. nice as it is for you to take the timer, at least um, it's not hard either. A lot of people just end up saying, because um, like from a lot of video, YouTube and stuff and like IDPA, the commands are a little bit different mm-hmm. from USPSA, right? Yeah. So we we don't say shooter maker. We, you never address the shooter um, with a um, pronoun. I guess. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah. But you just say make ready, right? And yeah. then you say if you are finished on load and show clear, blah 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 if blah. Clear hammer down holster. Yeah. There's no slide down. No. And you'll you'll hear. Um, you know, we actually had an argument about this before. Like, you know, there's no range command for locking holsters either. Um, and so, you know... It, no, you do not call the ranges clear until the holster is locked. There's no rule written for it. Uh, I think there is. We'll, we'll have to check up on this. I remember we were arguing with Caleb on this in, uh, in Discord. And uh, the, apparently okay, there's... Well, okay, well, you know, me being an RO, I won't call a range clear if the holster isn't locked. Yes. Um, which is common sense, especially if you're shooting a race holster. It makes sense yeah. to lock. Yeah, and I've never seen a I, I've never seen a match a level two where the CRO will call the range clear, um, or whoever's holding the timer will call the range clear until the gun is locked in the holster. Yeah, because most people will lock their. It's, again, this is the same conversation. Man. Most most people will lock their holster. Yeah, and um, ROs but, will ask you a lot of the time too yeah. if you forget to do it. But but we ha- we have we could not find a rule that specifically stated that a holster needs to be locked. So we'd love to hear from you guys too if you guys know the rule or you know know where it is in the rule book. Um, you know, it'd definitely be a, an interesting thing to see. Um, but you know, dropping your gun would be a DQ. So we're going to talk about DQing. Well, dropping um, your gun is a DQ. Your gun coming out of the holster is not. Is not yes. Or it, I guess it's based on whether you're during in a course of fire. Or so not. if it's during the course of fire, then yeah, it's a DQ. Yeah. 
So basically, if you act, if you're actively handling the gun and you drop yep. it, mm-hmm. it's a DQ. If yeah. you someone just bumps your gun or whatever, and the, it comes out of the holster, whether it was locked or not, it doesn't mm-hmm. make a difference. It's yep. not a DQ. Yeah, you, as long as you don't touch it. As you long just, as you don't touch it, it's not a DQ. <laughs> yeah, but you know, if you get DQ'd, you know, we ask that you stay around and paste, or you know, help run the timer, or help run the run the tablet. Yeah, um, you know, that's it, a very nice thing to do. And you know, it sucks when you get DQ'd, especially if you traveled for a little bit, and you know, you're kind of bummed out. But it's yeah, it's it's a nice thing to do to stick around to help out. Um, yeah, I mean, if if I were to get DQ'd and I drove that far, I'm probably going to be squatted with my friends. I'm, I'd want to hang out with my yeah. friends that for that long anyway. I drove that far, even if I'm not going to shoot, like, you know, just kind of hang around and just talk and stuff and yeah, just yeah. help reset because it'll still help help your squad out regardless. And, you know, most people have allocated the day. Um, but, you know, it's understandable at times, though, you know, if people need to leave, if, you know. If, if something is, yeah, if you're, like, wait, if you're beyond flustered and you're, like, about to pull your own hair out. and Yeah, or, or you know, if, if there's, you know, uh a, a, an important family matter that you know it's you you'd rather prioritize you know it you know no one will necessarily fault you for leaving after getting dq'd no and i see people like um, people will storm off for a few stages too and everything um, yeah they, they won't like you know we won't give you too much grief no people won't give you too much grief just because everyone knows you just got dq'd you spent a lot of money on the match you traveled you did all this stuff it was a level two or three yeah um you know so Everyone gets it. Yep. Because it, it's going to happen to everyone at one point or another. Yeah. Um, but it's that, you know, everybody appreciates it if somebody is, who's been DQ'd sticks around to help yeah. out. It's, um, I think it's, it's a good show of character. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Um, speaking of level twos and threes, um, <laughs> I guess this is something that, our squ- that we always do and a lot of people don't necessarily do. But I've seen a lot of Ipsic shooters do it, especially like when we're shooting in Florida. Uh-huh. In Florida State, and there are a lot of the Ipsic people there. Oh, yeah, like from, yeah. Um, uh-huh. Like a lot of Gorka's friends from Spain. Yeah. Uh, clapping for ROs. Yeah, you, you it's, would... It's a really courteous thing to do, and it... You would never expect it, too. You no, know? Um, but every time you do it, they always say, like, thank you. They, they look very appreciative. Yeah, and, it. like, you, you could see a lot of people smiling, um, you know, when they're going through the, I guess, their intros. You know, this, you know, my name is so-and-so, and I'm the CRO, and... And you know, assisting me or, or blah 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 blah, and you know it's. I think it's the right thing to do for to clap for them. I don't. Th- I don't think you're a bad person if no, you don't. No. But I always think if you clap for them in the beginning and you shake their hand at the end, you're always going to leave on a good note because these people have been baking in the sun <laughs> yeah. or rain or whatever. For days. Terrible. <laughs> Basically, if it's during the summer, it's going to be no good weather at all. Yeah. Um, um, especially on on this side of the country. But so just giving some sort of appreciation. Yeah. <laughs> back to them is and, is a big uh, morale booster yeah and you know you would you would think you know shaking hands you know it makes sense when you're done with the stage but clapping i haven't seen many squads do it and uh no yeah. i always clap it's, it's good to applaud the ROs. yeah and, and you they de- put a lot of effort in you definitely see them you know break a smile uh when when they get clapped for before uh uh you know before they address the stage and the stage brief yeah for sure um, and i think if you don't shake the ro's hand I don't think ROs really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, um, coming in is one thing. Leaving the stage is another thing. Yeah. Because, you know, they've, they've provided you a, a service, essentially. And, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Not showing the appreciation. Yeah. Um, and clap, shake the ROs' hands if you get DQ'd, too. Absolutely. I, I think. Uh-huh. Especially if you point a gun at one of them. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's... I, I don't know. We, we, I guess we didn't plan about talking, the, talking about this on a DQ at a level 2 or level 3 match. Yeah. Um, 
I don't really think there's much use, you know, arguing or getting into a heated argument with an RO about a DQ. I've I've um, seen, I've seen a couple people get undequed. Um, get, the mm-hmm. decision gets overturned by the CRO or the RM. Yeah, but you know, even then, it's but, not worth. And like on a 180 break, you've got you usually have multiple ROs watching yeah, their gun. Um, yeah, and you know. It's it's almost hard to argue. Uh, well, so the one eighties are still iffy though, because if it was only one RO that saw it, mm-hmm. and the rest of the, um, and, and the rest of the, ROs weren't able to catch it, that leaves a little bit of a gray area because, um, I remember the RO class, George Jones said that if there's any shadow of a doubt that you know the CRO isn't a hundred percent certain and the RO who called it isn't a hundred isn't a hundred percent certain. It's more than likely going to get overturned. Yeah, but if, be, if three ROs see it, but if three ROs see it, it's one thing, right? So like when I DQ to Area Eight, three like three ROs saw it, mm-hmm. and that's fine, that's fair. I'm not going to argue it, and you know what? It was I was at peace with it. Yeah, and you know, for me at South Carolina, they had specific ROs set up at the 180s on both sides. Yeah, um, plus the RO running the timer, and so you know, it. A, a lot of people will argue again, you know, will argue it called BS or whatever. But you know, when you if you've broke the 180 like that and your ROs have called it, um, you know, it's generally not going to do you any favors arguing with them um, about yeah. the call. Yeah, and I especially think if you didn't know you broke the 180, that's one thing to that, that's one matter. If you're very well aware of where your muzzle went, um, and you just lack general awareness or safe gun handling, and you want to argue the DQ anyway, I don't think you really have much business participating in a level two or three mm-hmm. just because that's that's just you you flagrantly violated a safety yeah. protocol uh-huh. and you're going out of your way to inconvenience the match inconvenience um your fellow shooters um and you know the, the rm and everyone who's putting up all their work work there mm-hmm. just to try and shoot again even though you just pointed a gun probably at someone yeah Right, so even if you knew, and you're just gonna go, you're you're gonna lie and be rude, um, and be unsportsmanlike, mm-hmm. in my opinion, just to try and shoot again, nah, get out. And you'll probably get DQ'd for unsportsmanlike conduct if they overturn the good <laughs> the 180. Um, but yeah, and then I guess for level twos and threes as well, you know, I I don't know if a lot of people know this, but it's actually a rule um, that you need to ask for permission before walking stages if you're not the squad shooting shooting. It. Yeah. Um, and so th- this is especially pertains to competitors who are there a day early to walk the stages or, you know, they're one relay, you know, they're in the PM relay, but they came in the AM to walk some stages. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to ask the ROs for permission to walk the stage. Um, and most ROs will not deny you that courtesy. No, I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they're like, even if there's no one there to watch it and you just go up to the ROs who are just leaving there. Like yo, can I walk your stage? They'll, they'll probably say, yeah, it's fine. Just mm-hmm. don't touch the, just don't touch anything. Yeah, um, and then you know, if a squad's on their way over to shoot, they'll say, okay, guys, you know, the next squad is here. You're gonna have to, you know, wrap it up. Yeah, and usually at, at every major, um, if you're walking the day before, even when everyone's shooting, you're probably gonna still get a chance to walk through mm-hmm. it. Just be uh, to walk through every stage. Just be conscious of who's coming in behind you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and don't walk through the stage. This is a kind of a given. Don't walk through the stage when there's a squad on the stage. <laughs> I've seen it happen before, and it's horrid. It's just, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, uh, you sh- you should know. It's one of the things. Yeah, you should just know not yeah. to do. 
But um, some people just don't. <laughs> some, some people don't, and they're just oblivious to it. Um, uh, but you know, you know, it pertains to level ones too, right? If you're not the squad on the stage, don't walk the yeah, stage. Yeah, but level twos and threes is like you don't even have a gun on you. What are yeah. you doing? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. And you know that kind of goes to the whole, um, you know, while you're spectating, don't interfere with shooters or the people on the squad or the ROs or anything um, like that. Yeah, because I've I've seen ROs um, while they're running a squad. I've I've seen them tell spectators to piss off yeah um because again it's just rude yeah um and you know it's you know if you're at a sporting match where you know spectators are you know constantly quiet, interfering yeah like you know if you're what you know if you're at a, if you're at a tennis match you know you're not like constantly heckling players while they're actually playing a rally or whatever so it's it's kind of one of the same things you just you know you don't interfere with the actual participants if you're not actually actively shooting the stage or on the squad that's shooting the stage. So are you saying Stan's dad in South Park was wrong for getting drunk and brawling with other dads in baseball <laughs> games? Well, baseball games, I feel, is a little different, right? Football, baseball, right? That's a little different. Um, but, you know, tennis and golf, for example, it's... Well, something that doesn't really have a crowd, right? Well, yeah. tennis still has a crowd, too. And you'll, you'll hear people uh-huh. making noise and stuff. But golf, I feel like you'll hear claps and stuff. Yeah. But and, like, like, you know, hence the golf clap. But you don't have the rowdiness of a crowd. And you generally don't in shooting sports either because it's an individual sport. Yeah. And, you know, it's also it, it's something that, you know, is, you know, for tennis or golf, right? It's, it's courteous just not to because it'll break concentration. I um, mean, you know, you don't, you won't hear people cheering within a rally unless it's getting like really intense, and you'll hear a bunch of people gasping. Um, yeah. So it, it's just one of those. It's you know, courtesy for the sport or etiquette for the sport. You know. Um, yeah, I I agree with that. Yeah, and then courtesy chrono. I think there was a which which area was this where area was, seven didn't do courtesy chrono um, allegedly. <laughs> Neither of us were there, but apparently no. we heard some complaints about it. But it's not a requirement to the match. Yeah, that's why it's called a courtesy chrono. And yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, I've I've asked for courtesy chronos mainly just to know what to expect. Um, and also, I'm just curious what my what my load is like in a particular region I'm shooting in. Um, but you know, they don't have to let you chrono um, if they don't want to. And uh, you know, it's nice to ask, and it's nice if they give you the the courtesy for it. Yeah, um, but if they don't, then you know that's, that's don't don't is. fight over it. Mm-hmm. It's not worth something. It's not something worth fighting over. Yeah, or something to lose sleep over. Yeah, and if you are gonna ask for it, you know, make sure you're in between squads. <laughs> yeah, and don't come barging in while a squad's there. You know, actually yeah. doing their chrono to ask for a courtesy chrono, um, and then you know, I don't own my mag gauge, but you do. Um, I don't know why people don't own mag, ga- mag gauges. I guess you and I travel a lot together, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and like but I, you see people all the time, like walking around the range looking for mag gauges, <laughs> like walking around the safety brief, asking for a mag gauge just to check their mags. Yeah, well, and this ties into the courtesy chrono thing too. Come, to, come your time to chrono. The chrono person is going to be your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if your bullets are weighing light or your loads are coming in light. Yeah. And the th- chrono guy is going to be your best friend. And, you know, because they're, they're really not there to screw you, right? They get nothing no, out of it. They're just following the rules. Um, but, you know, again, be courteous to the staff and, you know, they'll do what they can to help you. Um, I've, se- I've seen multiple times, actually, where people are just, like, right on the edge of chrono. Um, they'll tilt the gun back, you know, they'll give it a couple yeah, of love taps. Give the tap and, like, blow on it a little bit to warm the gun up a little bit more. And, you know, get the powder to compress really well. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're not there to screw you. Um, no, a lot of the time they're just, they're, they're, they're there to help you. And, again, they're giving it, they're treating you in a certain way as a courtesy. And if you're being a jerk to them, they have, you know, 
Yeah, because why would you volunteer to do something to spend your entire weekend plus a couple of weekdays mm-hmm. doing just to be treated like a piece of trash? Yeah, and again, you know, we're like the enemy. Have have good etiquette. Be courteous to staff, and you know they'll treat treat you well. Is yeah. generally how it's gonna go. Ooh, um, and I have something for this goes for level ones and threes. When you have a uh, when you have a stage plan, um, and you think it's a good stage plan, share it. Oh. Uh-huh. Um. Because yeah, it's not a team sport, but I think the most equitable way to to you know track the sport and track results is if you're going to shoot the same stage plan. Assuming you're on the similar skill level, um, and you if you have a good idea and you think it's going to save so much time, I think it's something worth sharing too because it's just kind of a you know jerk thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> not to share a killer stage plan if you realize something that can be done uh-huh. and a lot of the times this doesn't happen because people will realize something and it's not beneficial <laughs> at all and you know the higher level shooters right like they already know what's best um, yeah but it's know. worth sharing um but whatever you do do not share your brilliant stage idea right before someone's gonna <laughs> shoot or you know or when they're in the hole or something and they they start second guessing themselves because that will screw people up yeah um and you know yeah, I, you know, I, I see that, and I, I don't know. I feel like nobody does this, but you know, it's also a jerk thing to pretend you're going to do one thing in your stage plan just to throw people off. Um, like I think I, I've seen that happen once. I've heard people talk about it, and that's just like, what, what's the point? Like, why go through the effort of... I might have done that once, but it was an accident because I said I was going to do this one thing, and I went back to my old stage plan. <laughs> yeah, like I've done that too before, Like you know, but usually you caveat, oh, I'm thinking about doing this, or this is probably what I'm going to do. And, you know, stage plans don't work out all the time right um, yeah but you know i've like i've heard some people talk about oh well i want to tell people that you know this is a really good way to do it i'm gonna pretend to do this instead of that so that they don't follow my stage plan it's like, yeah and if your stage plan is like legit two to three seconds faster that's basically cheating in, in my opinion if you're gonna lie to them to their face over that yeah well that's well, that's I, cheating i don't know if that's cheating it's just a jerk thing to do like you know? how's it not cheating? you're deliberately disadvantaging people by Deception, but at the same time, like you know, it, if if you're getting that's dis- like me downloading your magazines. That's the same but, thing. But that's different. But like you know, if if you tell me a garbage stage plan, I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds actually really good. And I'm gonna do it. I mean, it's kind of on me too. Right? Well, okay, so that's um, taking advantage of stupid people like it, you. It like is. that's a that's cheating. I, I don't know. I I have different thoughts on that. Or it's it's not equitable, but I don't think it's cheating. Like you know, tampering with somebody's equipment. So. No, I think that's basically the same as Tampa. Because think about it. If you're going to have a stage where you're where you're planning to shoot 20 rounds, your gun holds 20 rounds, um, you know, and so that's a difference of a reload. So that could very well be anywhere from one to two seconds, depending on how the uh, stage is set up, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the same as running a stage two seconds slower deliberately because someone told you to and they ran it some way else like that was infinitely faster. But... It- <laughs> But I don't know. It's a, it's, to me, it's the it's, same. It's the same principle. It's not the same. It's the same. It's not the same action. It's the same principle, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. Um. I don't know. But I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings on that. Or again, I don't think it's a good thing to do. It's not the right thing to do. Well, I think it's unsportsmanlike. Um, yeah, I, I would agree. It's probably it's unsportsmanlike. So obviously, but, just DQ them. But at the same time, like if you're telling me, oh, you know, you shouldn't reload there because it's stupid or it's dumb, and I'm like, oh, okay, it sounds great, and like you know. Especially if there's like steel involved, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna reload at all. You know, it's it's kind of on me too. Um, nah, I I so. still don't, I still don't think so. Like, 
I get every shooter gets to make his own decisions, but it's, it's still a trash thing to do. Yeah, it's, to, it's a garbage thing to do. Especially to, to tell someone, to convince someone that you're that something is the right way to do, or or that's the way you're going to do it, so they're going to follow you because they like to follow your lead. Yeah. It's a trash thing to do. Absolutely. To, to do that to other Especially shooters. Especially if it's and like, you know. To me, that's an unacceptable thing to do from a sportsman yes. uh, perspective. Unsportsmanlike, yes. Yeah. And just in general etiquette, I think that's, to me, that's cheating. Especially if they're shooting the same division as you and you're uh-huh. competing against them. I really, to me, that's cheating. Yeah, it's also probably like we're never going to talk. It's like when you and I do stupid crap on ma- like on stages. We always tell each other and we egg each other on to do stupid and, things. That's and, one thing, right? But you're telling, that's basically, that's doing the exact same thing except lying to their faces yeah. and saying, no, this is awesome. We're gonna, I'm going to do it this way. And then you shoot it the right way instead. Again, I don't, I, so to me, cheating would be like, you know, going and changing your times or like. That, you know, that's cheating too, but it's but cheating to disadvantage another shooter deliberately through deception. I think that would be considered unsportsmanlike, not necessarily cheating. So <laughs> that's just the way that I that's the way that I see it. The peanut gallery is telling us to move on from this subject, but we, we don't have any we more don't subjects. have anything left. To talk so about we're just this, we're so. just BSing over this. Um, but yeah, you know, it's and you know, when we do stupid things in matches, we usually tell other people, oh, don't do what I'm about to do because yeah, because we'll do something that's like unrepeatable or incredibly stupid um, in terms of how of how easy it is to shoot something or how how it's going to flow. Mm-hmm. But we want to. You know, Chris and I are at that point where we just want to kind of push to see how stupid we can get before yeah. it's actually stupid, or is it actually really smart? Yeah, and you know, you just sometimes you just got to try it for yourself to see if it works. But again, it, you know, don't be a jerk. Don't don't, don't cheat. <laughs> don't. De- I know Chris doesn't think it's cheating. It's cheating. Don't deceive deception people. is cheating. Don't be deceptive. You know, because everyone generally likes each other in the sport, and just don't be that guy that nobody likes. Unless you have the, unless you hit the uh, the social security PCC age gap, <laughs> <laughs> oh or the gosh. Timmy gap. Yeah, um, but yeah, again, just don't be a jerk, and you know, try to be try to be equitable with everyone you're shooting with, because you know, everyone paid the same amount of money to get there. Some people traveled further than others, and you know, some yeah. people shouldn't. You know, you shouldn't put people at a disadvantage. Because you're not following etiquette or you're just being a jerk about it. Yeah, just um, think WWCTDD. What, what, <laughs> what would Chris Dilly do? <laughs> so wholesome, man. Or WWJJD. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, yeah. 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 Be beautiful. Oh, and with a nice sculpted body. Yes. Nice. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, we okay, should. I think we wore our welcome. <laughs> Well, everybody we're shooting for thirty minutes and we're at forty-two minutes. Mostly just BSing about whether it's cheating or not. It is cheating, like. and I stand my ground on that. And you know what, Virginia's a stand your ground state, so sir, well, I will put a cap in you. I'm standing my ground, so who who who's right in that situation? Well, we'll just shoot each other. Let's let's not. <laughs> I prefer not to get shot. So let the record show Chris's no balls, or I just don't want to get shot. <laughs> Well, either way, guys. I've been shot by a real gun before. Yeah, with little hot glue gun bullets and primers. Still a real gun. Whatever, dude. Whatever. And real man. ammo ish. It's probably it was probably High Point Customs was probably more dangerous than getting shot by those little glue pellets. It was a High Point Customs brand ammo, so. Oh, even worse, dude. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> this has been the CSRG podcast. <laughs> I'm Keanu. <laughs> My name is Chris. We'll catch you guys later.